savior, living in danger. Call upon the one who laid in the manger. Pray to the one who wrestled with Jacob. Glorify his name for the goodness sake of not just for your eternity, but for all of the kids. Growing up, being told that the man who created this world handcrafted your soul does not exist. What? Lion of Judah, follow the truth of the cause and root of the one who's higher than all earth's rulers. Never has the band one more true word. You Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on the Lion of Judah podcast. My name is Noah Ward, and today we're going to be talking about how you can be a light to others. This is something very important because we live in a world we live in a world of darkness. We live in some specifically dark times right now where people just need to see that light. And people aren't always going to respond to you saying, Jesus, Jesus, you gotta believe in Jesus. You got while they do have to believe in Jesus, they're not always gonna respond to that. So what is your what is your responsibility then? Your responsibility is to let your light shine before men so that they may see the light of Christ within you. So how do we do that? How do we do that? We go over here to John chapter 8 verse 12. It says, Then Jesus spoke to them again saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness but have the light of life. So that answers the question as to where you get this light from. What light are we talking about? We're talking about the light of Christ that shines in your life, that becomes the radiating glow of your energy in your life. The light of Christ. And you receive this light by following after Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ is the light of the world. And he who follows him shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Going over to Matthew chapter 5, verse 13, it says, You are the salt of the earth. Jesus is talking to you. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. What he's talking about is that you are the salt of the world. Remember what salt tastes like, right? It has a very distinct flavor. You know when something's too salty. You know when you're tasting salt. Just how, like when you're in the world. You know when people are Christians. Especially before you were saved. You understood that a Christian came with a different type of energy, with a different type of message than the other people of the world. How the Christians, they just tend, just by being themselves, they tend to walk into the world and bring their conviction and bring the message of Jesus Christ with them. And not everybody wants to hear that. But some people really like to hear that. Just how some people really like salt, some people really don't like tasting salt. That's what, that's what Jesus is talking about, being the salt of the world. Salt is both a preservative and a flavor enhancer. No doubt its use as a preservative is what Jesus had mostly in view here. See, our, our salt, our, 
our message of Jesus Christ is supposed to act as the preservative of righteousness, the preservative of good morals. You see, as we look outside in the world, as the darkness increases, people are just throwing good morals out the window. They're taking evil and calling it good and taking good and calling it evil. So we need to be that salt that comes in with the gospel, with the message of Jesus Christ, with the message of good morality. And let that light shine to preserve the righteousness, to preserve good morality, to preserve the message of God in this world. Going on to verse 14, it says, You are the light of the world. Jesus is still talking to you. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So what Jesus is saying here is that your life, when you start walking with Christ, when you start living a godly lifestyle, that light is going to shine off of you automatically. It's already going to emanate off of you. When you are walking in the truth, when you proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, when you let people know that you are a Christian and that you make a stand for godly morals, godly values, when you walk according to the scriptures, walk according to the statutes and values that Christ has given you, that light automatically comes off of you. That, that you are the light of the world at that point. And Jesus said, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. So that light will shine off of you regardless. All you have to do is be that person that God has called you to be. And then live through life. Go into these places. It says, nor, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Jesus is talking about don't hide that light. Don't just hide yourself from the world now. No, you're supposed to put yourself on a stand and let that light shine everywhere you go. Not just keeping it to yourself. See, you could walk down the street and not let your light shine. See, but you have that light still. You have the light. But if you're not preaching the gospel... If you're not telling people about Jesus Christ, if you are not walking, showing your Christian values and your Christian morals, you are hiding that light. Jesus said, don't hide that light under the lampstand, under the basket, excuse me. Put that light on the lampstand and let it shine for the whole house to see it. If your family, well, regardless, if your family knows Christ or not, let your light shine before them. If they know Christ, they'll be very happy with you. If they don't know Christ, that light will lead them to Christ. Oh, wow. Where's all this energy coming from? You really, you really out here on your feet today, huh? Where did, how did you, how are you feeling so happy? We're sitting over here struggling. How are you in so much peace and come? Well, you see, mom, dad, brother, sister, cousin, I'm walking with Jesus Christ. Oh, okay, okay. Tell me more about Jesus Christ. You see, you see how that door just opened up? See, if you came to them before and said, hey, believe in Jesus, believe in Jesus, they'll say, oh, okay, yeah, we'll talk about that later. But since they saw your light shine, 
and they were confused? The Bible teaches us that the light shines in the darkness and the darkness comprehends it not. The darkness has no idea how your light is able to shine through this circumstance, through this storm, through this situation that you're in. They don't, they don't get it. So they're going to ask you. And that's your opportunity to tell them about the glorious light of Jesus Christ that shines in you. A light that only Jesus Christ can give you. Because only Jesus Christ is the light of the world. And only he who follows after Jesus Christ receives the light of life. He who doesn't follow Jesus Christ lives in the darkness. And they might not even understand they live in the darkness until they see your light. In verse 16, it says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So Jesus is saying, let the people see that light. Let the people see you walking like Christ. Let the people see your good works. You see, it's kind of hard to let your light shine before men if you're walking in sin. You're walking in darkness so the people will see the darkness. But if you are walking with Jesus Christ, if you are walking in the glorious light of the gospel, in good works, and are doing what your Father in heaven has called you to do, they will see your good works. They will see your light. And that light and those good works will glorify your Father in heaven. That's what Jesus is saying. See, this light that we have, this light of the world that we have, this light of life that Christ gives us, it's not to glorify ourselves. Jesus says we're supposed to die to ourselves and pick up our crosses daily. When we chose and we made a decision for Jesus Christ, we made a decision that day to no longer exalt ourselves, to no longer say, hey, look how great I am. No, we chose to surrender ourselves and our life and our plan and our dream. We chose to surrender that all to Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ began to put his desires in our heart. And with the power of the Holy Spirit began to change our life from the inside out. Right? So because Jesus Christ did that for us, we are supposed to let that light shine forward. And in our good works and in our light, let that glorify our Father in heaven. Because we didn't do that. We didn't do that. I didn't save myself. I didn't change myself. I, I know in my life personally, Jesus did the impossible for me. Jesus did what I couldn't do. The light that Jesus Christ gave me, I couldn't give to myself. The good works that Jesus Christ ordained for me to do, I couldn't give them myself. No, so everything that we have to do is to glorify God. That's what the Christian does. We glorify God. And we will be rewarded in the next life. Don't think we're out here doing it for nothing. The rewards. We have an eternity in paradise. Understand that. An eternity in paradise. This life on earth is just a vapor. It's here and then it's gone. Like a flower that blooms in the spring and then withers away. We are only here for a short amount of time. 
So while we are here with this short amount of time that God has blessed us with, we should be letting our light shine before men so that they may see our good works, which glorify our Father in heaven. And pray that they are attracted to that light and then make that decision for Jesus Christ and get to spend eternity with us. On the issue of eternity, when you live this life, every day you have an opportunity to either walk connected to God or walk separated from God. We all have that choice. We all, we all are able to make the choice whether we want to connect to God or separate from God. And when you make the decision to connect from, to God, from that initial decision, if you keep walking with God, that connection will go stronger. It'll go stronger. It'll grow stronger. And it will grow stronger. But if you choose to separate yourself from God, that separation will grow stronger. It will grow stronger. It will grow stronger and it will grow stronger. And when we die, at the moment of our last breath, when we take that last breath, the state that we were in at that last breath, we're either going to die connected to God or we are going to die separated from God. And death has no effect on that. So if we die connected to God, we remain connected to God for all eternity. But if we die separated from God, we remain separated from God for all eternity. And what is God? As we're talking about, God is light. So if you die connected to God, you stay connected to light. If you die separated from God, you get separated from light. Eternity and darkness. God is love. You die separated from God, you get separated from love for all eternity. God is peace. God is perfect comfort. If you die separated from God, you die separated from peace, from perfect comfort for all eternity. So it is very important that we are out here with the time that God has allowed us to preach the gospel, to be fishers of men. To try our very best to lead people closer to Jesus Christ. And see, for the kingdom of God, we, we're not paid on commission. We don't have to seal the deal. That's not our responsibility. That's only something the Holy Spirit can do. But we can definitely be ministers. One of the epistles, Paul says, be preachers of the word. Because how will they be saved if they don't hear how will they how will they hear how will they be saved from the gospel if they don't hear the gospel? And how will they hear the gospel if someone doesn't preach it to them? So we 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 have to preach the gospel. We have to be out there sowing the seeds and praying God for fertile soil to soften their heart and to want to receive the light. Going back to my point earlier, when I was talking about your family and the people close to you, when times get rough, because we all go through trials and tribulations, Christian and non-believer alike, 
God says the rain, he makes the rain fall on the just and the unjust. So when they come into that time where they're ready to ask you, say you've been preaching to them and they just don't want to hear it. Keep praying for them. Don't stop praying for them. And just watch what God does. I guarantee there will be that day where they come to you. Unless they've completely severed their conscience. Seared it beyond point of repair. Where they just completely said no. Never. And doesn't matter what situation they will. You see that's, that's their own decision. But I guarantee if you keep praying for them. See God answers an accessory prayer. If you keep praying for them. And pouring your heart out to God for them, for their sake. God will perform a work in their life. God will bring them to you ready to ask that question. Man, how are you staying so peaceful during this time? How in this time of utter darkness is your light still shining? Well, you see, that's easy. I've been trying to tell you Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, this, that, and the third. I've been trying to tell you what Jesus Christ has been doing for me. And they say, oh, okay, well, tell me more. Tell me more about how Jesus Christ is able to do this for you. Because I'm not receiving this light that you have. I'm not receiving this peace and this comfort and this love that you have. How, how do you have it? And then God will open up that door and give you an opportunity to minister the gospel to them. Hallelujah. Going over to 1 John chapter 1, verse 5. He says, this is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light. We have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar. And his word is not in us. See, all have sinned. All have fall short of the glory of God. There is none righteous. No, not one. We all have sinned. We all need that constant cleansing. We all need to continuously confess our sins before God. None of us are perfect. So that's important to understand when you are explaining to people why this light is in you. It says, say, if we have, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we do not, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another in the blood of Jesus Christ. His son cleanses us from all sin. You see, once Jesus Christ cleanses you from all sin, you are no longer walking in darkness. You begin that step now of walking in light. And that's something only Jesus Christ can offer you because only Jesus Christ 
is the light. Philippians chapter 2 verse 14 says, Do all things without complaining and disputing. That's talking about, you know, preaching the gospel to your family as well. When they start asking you those questions or before they ask you those questions and they get into debates with you, it says, do all things without complaining and disputing. So if they don't want to hear the gospel yet, they don't want to hear it. You can't shove it down their throats. Chapter, ver um, excuse me, verse 15 says that you may become blameless and harmless. Children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. See, the Bible's always talking about the light that you give off. The light that you shine in the darkness in this perverse and crooked generation. You have a light. And this generation, this crooked and perverse generation needs the light that you have. And once they see that you have that light and they don't, they'll want that light. You have to continuously let your light shine before men. And you can't, you can't let a light shine when you are complaining and disputing and debating and arguing. That's not how the light shines. That's how people get turned away from what you have to offer them. People don't like arguing and you forcing things to them and telling them that they have to do this and they have to do that. No, you just let your light shine and they'll have questions for you. I guarantee it. Verse 16 says, Holding fast to the word of life so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ and have not run in vain or labored in vain. Stay true to the word of God. Stay true to the word of life. And you will, you will be rewarded for that. God sees everything you're doing. People may not see it, but God sees it. God's keeping notes. See, all of our sins, as long as we confess them, he'll forget those. He'll forget those as far as the east is to the west. He says the handwriting that he wrote, all of your sins down, just erases it. Chooses, makes himself forget about it. He can never bring it up to you again because he made himself forget about it. But all your good deeds that you do for God. He's not going to forget those. So don't run your race in vain. Don't labor in vain. And the only way you can run your race in vain and labor in vain is if you don't stick with the word of God. If you don't stay with God. If you don't continue to walk in righteousness and walk in the light. If you turn your back on God. You no longer continue to work for him no longer continue to live by his word and live by his his light and his life that he's given you everything that you did previously will be done in vain because you won't receive the reward for it you'll lose your salvation people preach this once saved always saved it's nonsense what i told you is that your connection and separation to god matters and the day it matters most is the day that you breathe your last breath. Going over to Acts chapter 13 verse 47. It says, For the Lord has commanded us. He 
can understand that. He says he commanded us. He didn't just suggest it. He commanded us. I have set you as a light to the Gentiles that you should be for salvation to the end of the earth. The Lord has commanded you to be a light. The Lord has commanded you to be a tool that he's going to use for salvation to the ends of the earth. That means everywhere you go, the Lord has commanded you to be a light. That he may be able to use you as a tool to save his children who reject him, who don't know him, who haven't heard the gospel. Because believe it or not, there are still people out here who don't know the gospel. Don't, don't just assume that everybody understands who Jesus Christ really is because they don't. Plenty of people don't understand who Jesus Christ is and what he's really done. They might know his name, but they don't understand the gospel. They don't understand the light. They don't see how he could affect them positively. That's why you have to be the light. That's why God has ordained you to be a tool for salvation. He didn't just suggest it. He commanded you to be a light. And the only way that you can be a light is if you follow after Jesus Christ. Live in his statutes. Live according to the scripture. Live godly. Let that light shine before men. Don't hide the light. You see, that light is just going to come naturally off of your life if you're following Jesus Christ. It's not something that you have in your own power. What you have in your own power is being able to pursue Jesus Christ. And the things that you can't do, that's why we have the Holy Spirit that strengthens us and changes us. That we may be able to live a Christian life. Because living a Christian life is hard. Especially when we're so used to sinning. And drinking and partying and fornicating and all of that. It's hard to make that transition between doing that and living a Christian life. That's why God gives us the power of the Holy Spirit that we may be able to walk in His statutes. See, God has deposited His Spirit inside your body. If you have made the decision for Jesus Christ, truly, the Holy Spirit is inside of you right now. Feel it. You couldn't do this by yourself. This light, this fire and passion that you have for God inside of you right now, it's not just from you. It's because you have a Holy Spirit inside of you that's trying to get you closer and closer to God. Going over to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, it says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. You're royalty if you're in God. Who's Jesus Christ? The King of kings, Lord of lords. So if you follow after Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ gives you salvation and gives you his light you are you are now a citizen of the kingdom of god you are royalty it says it right here but you 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 today right now you but you are a chosen generation a royal priesthood a holy nation his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light who were once 
not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. You're very special to God. You know that God loves you very much. God knows exactly how many hairs are on your head right now. You don't know that. God knows you better than you know yourself. Every tear that you've ever shed, God has collected in a vial. You don't know how many tears you shed. God does. As a matter of fact, God has stored them. God knows every thought you've ever thought. And here's the crazy part. He's forgiven you. God knows everything, every bad thing you've ever done. And here's the thing. He's forgiven you. Isn't that crazy? That, that's crazy to me. Some of these things I've done in my life, it's hard for me to forgive myself. And I know you feel the same way. Man, how could God forgive me of that? How could God forgive me? He's forgiven you. You might ask that question for the rest of your life. How, could God, how, how did God forgive me of that? But God forgave you. God forgave you. Let me say that one more time. God forgave you. So that being said, going over to Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. It says, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever, verse 17, and whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thanks to God the Father, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Let that light shine, man. That light isn't just for the world. That light is for you too. That peace of God being in your heart. Let the perfect peace of God rule in your hearts. Constantly have that song singing in your heart. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That light isn't just for the world. That light is for you too. To help you get through this life of darkness. Stay reading your Bible. Stay seeking after the Lord. Stay in relationship with Him and that light will come naturally. And that light isn't just so you can show it to other people. That light is for you too. Proverbs 4.18 says, But the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. The way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. The way of the just. When you live a just life, when you live in the statutes of God, when you follow after righteousness, that light comes naturally. The wicked walk in darkness. They have no idea that they're in darkness. Like I said earlier, verse 19 of chapter 4 of Proverbs says, The way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know 
what makes them stumble. I mentioned that earlier. They don't know. They don't know that they're in darkness. They don't know. Until they see your light and wonder why they don't have that and where's that come from? How are you comfortable? How are you at peace? Why are you not falling? Because you got the light of God. You're walking in the righteousness. You're walking with God. You have something that they do not have. You have something that they desperately need. They might not know that they desperately need it now, but they will soon desperate know that they desperately need it, and then they will desperately want it. You have the light of the world. You have the light that they are seeking for. They just don't know that they're seeking. They don't know. They know that they're seeking light. Naturally, it's just human. Everybody's seeking after, after the happily ever after, that, that final peace, that comfort, where they can say, ah, all right. Everybody's seeking after that. But the only way you can get that is through Jesus Christ. That's what they have to learn. And that's what you have to teach them. Romans 13 verse 11 says, And do this, knowing the time. That now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Therefore let us cast off the works of darkness. And let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the day. Not in revelry and drunkenness. Not in lewdness and lust. Not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provisions for the flesh to fulfill its lust. It says, let us, let us put on the armor of light. But the only way we could put on that armor of light is if we cast off the works of darkness. Verse 13 says, let us walk properly as in the day. Not in revelry and drunkenness. That, that reverie and drunkenness is when you see a group of people walking down the street and they're, they're all drunk and partying and <laughs> and they're getting louder and making jokes and they don't even know but they're laughing and you don't know what's funny. Yeah, that's reverie and drunkenness. Don't walk like that. That's darkness. It says not in lewdness and lust. It's talking about sexual immorality. Not constantly walking and looking, who am I going to sleep with tonight? Who can I take advantage of tonight to fulfill my sexual pleasures that I'm going to hurt tomorrow? Who am I going to fulfill my myself with? Don't do that. Don't walk like that. That is darkness. And not in strife and envy. Don't walk in iniquity. Don't walk with disputes and anger. Don't walk... Saying, oh man, I wish I had that. I wish, oh man, if I could just get that over there and then my life will be better. And then you're chasing after things that you don't need. And you're fulfilling your time with darkness. That's all darkness. Don't walk in that. Don't live like that. It says live properly. Walk properly. Cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of life. Why? Knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. Why? For now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. 
you're one, you're one day closer. Today, when you woke up today, you're one day closer to heaven. You're one day closer to meeting Jesus Christ. You're one day closer than you were yesterday. You're a week closer than you were last week. You're a year closer than you were last year. Every day. Oh, you, you, you saw that? You felt that? Guess what? You're a few seconds closer to meeting Jesus Christ than you were when I started that sentence. Hey, we're getting close, baby. We're getting close. So, walk in the light. Not only just for yourself that you can find peace and comfort because that's what the light does. That's what the light provides you. It provides you with that peace and comfort that everybody else seems to be looking for. But they're not looking in the right place. But you have that light. You have that light. God gave it to you. And it's not something that you could just say, Lord, give me more light. You want more light? Walk closer to the Lord. You want more light? Be more obedient. You want more light? <laughs> more good works? See, we're not saved by our works, but if you want to get closer to God, you want more light to shine through your life, then yeah, you're going to need to throw some good works in there. Faith without works is dead. People say, well, we're saved by grace through faith and not by works, lest anyone should boast. Yeah, you're saved. Not by anything that you can do. But you want to keep building that relationship, right? That's like saying you, you go... You, you're a grown man who still wants to play in the kiddie pool. Okay? No, 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 no. Once you're walking with Christ and maturing with Christ, you're supposed to keep growing. Like a baby drinks milk and can only drink milk. And that's how they get stronger. Until the milk isn't doing anything and then they need to obviously still drink some milk. But you got to start feeding them the solid food little bits at a time. A little bit of baby food here. And then a little bit of more vegetables. And then here's a little bit of meat. And then now you got they keep growing. You got to give them the full course meal now. Congratulations. You made it. Now we got it. But you don't just eat one meal, right? No, you got to constantly keep feeding. You got to constantly keep building and growing with God. Always. Always. Constantly. It's a constant. Every day, Christ says. Every day. Die to yourself and pick up your cross and follow after me. It's a daily decision to walk after God. I thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode. I pray that this, this has done shine some light on you today. <laughs> I pray that you are able to get closer with God. Because God wants to get close to you. It's not just like God, God desires. Listen. God desires to have an intimate relationship with you. God desires to see you walk in the light. Even when things get rough, even when things get dark, God desires for you to have peace and faith in him. This is what God desires. God wants it. And you should want it too. How bad do you want it? How bad do you want that light? Because God has commanded you to walk in that light. God has commanded it. He said, this is what you have to do. You have to walk in this light because I'm going to use you as a tool for salvation. God said, you have to do it. So you're going to listen. Walk in his statutes. Be obedient. Let your light shine. Let people everywhere know that you are a representation, rep, rep, a, a representer, an ambassador of God. You see, I told my dad the other day, hey, I want... When people think of me, this is what I want. When people think of me, I want them to 
just know that if they're if they're with me, we're going to talk about God. No ifs, ands, or buts. God is going to come up in the conversation. I'm not going to not give you the gospel. Listen, you're going to hear the word of God. You're going to hear his truth. From me, I'm going to give it to you. You have to say no to God. You have to tell him, no, I don't want that. You have to say it because I'm going to give it to you. You have to make that choice from that point to accept it or reject it. That's, that's how I feel about my life now. Because I know who God is and I know God is true and God is exactly who he says he is. And I know that people who reject him, I know what they're really rejecting. They don't know what they're really rejecting, but I know that they're rejecting everlasting life. See, we're talking about immorality. Im not immorality. Well, kind of we're talking about immorality. They're being immoral. But we're talking about immortality. We're talking about never having to die. You might have to die a physical death, maybe. Depends on when the rapture happens. <laughs> but none of us are promised tomorrow. None of us are promised tomorrow. So we have an opportunity today to walk in the light of God. We have the opportunity today to live in his statutes. We have the opportunity today to be that light for people. So let us do that. Let us continue to do that. Everything that, everything that we do. Like I said earlier, we can't sit there and shove Jesus down people's throats. You have to understand when, you have to be wise about it, you know. You can't just shove it down their throats. But let that light shine. Walk in the light of God and that light will shine. And the darkness won't comprehend it. And the darkness will have some questions for you. Just give it time. Keep praying. Keep praying for the people around you that don't know God. Pray that your life will be a, a motivation for them to get to know God. Once they ask you, man, why, where does this light come from? How do you have it? I don't. That's a perfect opportunity to give them the gospel right there. I thank you guys so much for joining me today. I'm going to close out with this blessing for you guys. I really appreciate you guys tuning in. Everybody who's listening, man, I really, I really appreciate it. I love each and every single one of you. We are eternally connected by the power of the Holy Spirit. So I consider you my brother. I consider you my sister. We are family in Christ. Let's continue to grow and be more like Christ. Don't try to be like me. Okay. Because I'm on a mission right now. I'm trying to be more like Christ. So let's try to be more like Christ together. Okay. Let's try to be more like Christ together. All glory to God. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Hallelujah.